0: Welcome everyone out there. My name is Jeffrey Goodman I'm the director of marketing and development for the YMCA of Northwest Louisiana and we're here today for Shreveport, Bossier, my city My community my home and today among other things we are talking donuts with Caleb King So Caleb, thanks so much for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. All right, so hop. Let's hop in Caleb Um, my first question for you today is I've heard that your wife, Michelle, and you were out in California camping, came to Shreveport over Christmas, and less than two weeks later decided to move here. Tell us what, what transpired during that trip to Shreveport that convinced Michelle and you to move here.
1: You know, we're still kind of picking that apart two years later, uh, but I, we came back to see the fam, um, had a great Christmas together, It was right in the middle of COVID, you know, all these disruptive things happening um, and big decisions suddenly seemed doable and small and uh, not such a big deal after so many disruptions of the the previous year. So we came down no intention of moving. We were going to go to Florida for the winter and kind of hang out because both of our jobs were on hold in Canada. Um, Went down to New Orleans for New Year's, came back saw a house we loved and we looked at the price we're like is this serious is this you know are they serious about this and put in an offer on a whim uh didn't end up getting that house but got another one a few weeks later and uh picked up stakes and and here we are michelle would be back a little a few months after i did um but uh you know the the community the family suddenly seems really important You know in your 20s and 30s you're you're looking to get away and do your own thing and put your own stamp on the world and then uh, I think 40 was coming at me really quick and I knew we wanted to have a family and um, you know all of those small town things that you're so wanting to get away from when you're a kid suddenly just seemed like a positive and and just kind of drew us back and uh, the people have been great and so far it's been a good decision for me.
0: So let's talk drip uh, for a sec, which I've seen described as craft sourdough donuts on wheels. That's it. I've got a bunch of questions around drip here. Uh, What is drip? How did you get the idea to start it? Do Michelle and or you have culinary backgrounds? And if not, how did you learn such gourmet skills both in terms of taste and presentation?
1: I drift is a harder one to explain than the move back to Shreveport, I don't really know. Um, so I did go to culinary school for three semesters in Toronto, but more as personal enrichment. I never thought I would work in professional food preparation ever. I was a home cook, I enjoyed it as a hobby. And during COVID, I started baking a lot, like a lot of people, you know, you're just trapped at home, you look for, for things to do for fun. and we were baking constantly and my second date with Michelle we we actually baked and made ice cream you know this wholesome things and uh, after kind of deciding to move back to Louisiana I don't think it was conscious what are we gonna do but I knew we needed to do something and we were baking for fun Um, I started making donuts for fun next thing you know I would ordered a 20 quart mixer that arrived on a pallet from the truck and I was like wow this is getting kind of serious and uh I thought you know well we've got this van because we were camping out of this van you know it was like our our house on wheels and I was like well Michelle's pregnant now we're not gonna be camping much what can we do with this thing and um I ended up walking into Andrus Entrepreneur Center down on Crockett downtown And talked to Jim Walsh about, you know, how can I make some money out of this idea? And he connected me with Cohab, which is a shared kitchen and workspace, uh, kind of a a starter, an incubator down under the Texas Street Bridge. And that's where Drip got started, really. We had a huge kitchen at our disposal. I was able to get creative to do things that you can't do in your own kitchen and scale up a little bit. And... um, it was really affordable, too, so I was able to make mistakes cheap, you know, without making a huge investment. We did buy a lot of donut equipment. It's a specialized business. You can't just fake it. You need, like, huge kettles and proofers, and so we got the equipment and started doing three flavors, and I remember I did the first one at Great Raft Brewery, and people were lining up for it, and they weren't even good back then. Like, I was, they were <laughs> terrible. They were sticky, and... But, uh, I th- you know, it was motivating to get that response. People were like, this is different. This is odd, you know, that somebody's taking a chance here. And to get that feedback and that excitement from the community really motivated us to, to give it a go. So, you know, we started hiring, we scaled up, we got a spot at the farmer's market. Um, we started doing uh, neighborhoods through the uh, Architect's Food Truck Alliance. We started booking neighborhood and Next thing you know you got 30 40 people standing in line for donuts and you're like, "Well, maybe we can make a go of this." So, it happened really organically. I don't I think it was a subconscious recognition on my part that there was nothing like it in Shreveport and I wouldn't be competing directly with anyone in that market space. I mean, obviously there's a ton of great donut shops, but they're all a commodity product and they're all pretty similar, you know, in a lot of ways and they're competing, you know, for Location, not really for, for product. Um, so we said, why not? Let's try it. And so far, we've had really good uptake and um, it, it keeps us going every day.
0: And how did, how did you? when you were starting out I mean you had to do some research around donuts are you doing that are you, are you making contact via phone with people somewhere else that make donuts are you doing this all on the internet like what is, Talk to me a little bit about that research well, f- process so
1: part of the research was subconscious while we were traveling in the van so we went I don't know all over the West Coast all through the Southwest all through Canada never cooking for ourselves. We were just stopping and eating all these different cities. Portland, especially, was uh, has a great food culture. Um, a lot of West Coast cities do. And we had enough experience. Both of both Michelle and I are, are pretty well-traveled anyway. And then during COVID, to stop at all these bakeries and lunch spots and, and see what's possible and see what people are doing in the food industry and all these other places, it was kind of... Uh, An unintentional research and development phase for this business and it prepared the way for us to see it's not so crazy to to do this and to elevate this product and be able to charge more for for a superior product and people you know we didn't have the fear that people would reject it because we had seen these things succeed in other places so that was I guess the groundwork for that kind of elevated donut product the actual recipe groundwork was very hit-and-miss I played with a ton of different recipes, um, and you end up running into a lot of technical issues when you're trying to scale up into like a 30 quart batch of product instead of a you know KitchenAid mixer. Um, so we started researching a lot of purveyors that could help, um, and I got connected with really good, uh, well experienced donut guy out of Dallas who had opened like over 140 shops sold them on anyway he was he was kind of a mentor getting started and he helped us get it outfitted and and scale the recipes Um, and the sourdough product is pretty unique I think there are a couple of east coast bakeries doing it but there was nobody in Shreveport and definitely no there was nobody in Louisiana or Texas doing it and we thought let's give this a shot and he helped us um, perfect it and, and get it off the ground and it just—it's been trial and error ever since with the the flavors. You get instant feedback every day whether people buy it or not, and whether they buy it again. So you can't really fool yourself. You look in your case at the end of the day, and what's left over is what's not working. So it's it's really uh, very quick feedback, and you can you can adjust really quickly to what the customer wants and, and what they're excited about. And you know what you need to make every day, or people are gonna be upset that it's not there. So it's just been kind of like business 101, a real baby step thing, you know, very basic inputs, very basic outputs, and uh, we're responding to what the customer's like.
0: And not many people have, have seen as many sides of our community in as short of a time as, as you guys have. Uh, drip has been from Blanchard to Stonewall to Benton and everything True. in between. So I did confirm this before we started, you, you grew up here as, as someone who is newly back to town. What about this community has jumped out at you as being the same as when you grew up here?
1: Definitely the focus on family life, you know, and, and the building of community around family. Um, you don't really appreciate it when you're younger, but coming back that's really the, the focus of, of Shreveport-Bosier. It's not really about, it's kind of a selfless culture in a lot of ways, a lot of people just kind of give themselves to, you know, raising their families and, um, and that's true wherever you are in, in Shreveport-Bosier area. Um, that's jumped out at me a lot. Um, it's kind of different in a city. I think coming from Toronto family is almost a luxury there you're you're just trying to get by trying to support yourself and have fun for yourself and if you're actually able to have a family someday then that's a bonus you know but here that's kind of the that's what people do um, and the donut product is really translated well into that because it's universal like, you know if a three year old kid wants a donut the parents want the donut and uh, it's been fun watching that Dynamic, and I, you know, you can kind of pick what they want before they get to the truck, you know, and uh, <laughs> and and being able to to see that smile and get that response, um, and you know, Michelle brings Edwin on the truck sometimes, and and people like that. People really like to connect with the family way, and we kind of post little updates about the fam on our social media, and people connect. Or how's the baby? You know, I heard you have another one. You know, it's just it's it's kind of a real community. Event and we have uh, we've made great friends through donuts. Even you know, just uh, people that are fans of the truck and of our story, and um, it's it's been fun to see that response and get that get that uh, kind of warm feeling from the community. I mean, they're really appreciative. We could go to we we go to Blanchard, and people are like, "Thank you, thank you for coming out here," and I'm like, "Thank you for buying my (laughs) (laughs) product. Don't thank me, but." They're, they're really excited to have someone try something different and take a chance and come out to wherever they are, you know um, you can be in Houghton at 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning, you've been up all night making donuts and people will come stand in line and and be grateful that you're there and that's it's really cool
0: Talk a little bit about that process of how you determine where you're going to be a specific day or a specific week or how you find new locations and just uh, how that whole system... Best is.
1: analogy, I've figure it out is it's kind of like it's like going fishing you just never really know where what's what's going to be good on what day um you get a little sixth sense the more you do it and who's you know who can turn out their neighborhood who can post for you on social media and figure it out um it's really fun um trying to judge from the response on on your posts on social media what what the response how much you should cook because you don't want to have leftover donuts that's another that just that's a heartbreaker to have to come home with a bunch of products so you estimate the cook based on the response from the neighborhood um, and then also like fishing you don't go back very often you can't keep hitting the same spot you let it cool off you know you let the excitement build again you go back um, and hopefully, you know, you have a good day and you, you're able to sell your donuts and, and make sure everybody's happy. Um, it's just a feeling thing. It really is. Sometimes you think it's going to be huge and then you're just crickets. And then sometimes, like I had one, I think the neighborhood's called Belmere in Benton. It was raining. It was freezing cold. Just murderously cold. And the wind was blowing so hard i couldn't even put up a sign on the thing and there were 30 people standing in line to buy donuts on sunday morning you know like kids were wrapped in blankets <laughs> in the rain and you know there's just these things that there's you can't predict and it's it's a, a really exciting experience to uh sometimes you know hit a home run and, and sometimes you know you have your tail between your legs but uh I think over time we've kind of figured out how to judge it and how to, you know, how not to get over prepare. I guess, but that's been the fun part. Honestly, is trying to trying to pick and uh, it's also tough because we we're not able to answer a lot of texts. I mean, we just get inundated with stuff, and it's just two of us, and we're trying to live a life. So I do feel bad sometimes we're not able to to really answer everything and do everything for everyone but um, that's just part of it. You know, we're only two people. So.
0: so a new neighborhood you've never been to, maybe hadn't even heard of before, like how do you how do they get on your radar? Uh, they, is they're usually it, persistent. They're, they're contacting you saying, right. hey we've heard about your donuts, we'd really like you to come here, would you consider coming here one day?
1: Right, and usually I'm booked up for three weeks already and I'm like, oh, I don't you know I've had four requests like that and you don't you're like okay whatever you try to answer it but the persistent ones will contact you again and they're like we want you to come here come out here and you're like well you just end up saying okay I'll do it and then uh we kind of figure out how many houses are in the neighborhood we ask you know um is there a central area we can park um can you guys advertise for us And then we try to pick a good time. Like if it's in the evening, we try to book with another food truck because that helps everybody out. You know, they get their dinner, their dessert. Um, And if it's in the morning, we try to do it like on a a weekend or an event, like a a holiday or something like that. And uh, that's been how we started doing it. Um, It's a little bit... The the mornings are tough just because with an eight-month-old... You know, there are only so many mornings you can wake up at one in the morning and and work all night and be sane. So we try to limit that to one or two mornings a week. Um, But, yeah, it's persistence usually. People just keep calling you or whatever and you you figure it out. Um, But we're lucky to to be in that position and not have to really go knock on doors and, and find places to set up. It's really... I never expected that to happen. I thought we would have to hustle and, I mean, we're definitely hustling, but I thought we would have to find places to to sit up, but they've definitely come to us.
0: Awesome. Well, going back to kind of the previous question of, you know, you're newly back to town, what looks the same? So kind of flipping that, you're newly back to town, what, what has jumped out at you in these two or so years that you've been back as being different than what you remember growing up here?
1: I think from a business perspective, what's jumped out of me is how little has changed really. I mean I was at Keynes the other day and I think of Keynes as kind of a new Shreveport restaurant. That location's seventeen years old. I mean there has not been a lot of business development and new I mean we've got smalls now on Uri. There's you know, there are a few things coming along, there you know, there's some, some strip mall stuff on Uri but I mean, Louder, I guess, is kind of new. There's there's some stuff, but the staples are the staples. They're the same as when I was growing I mean, Southern-made donuts. You know, you've got your uh, Monjuni's. You've got all of these institutions that are still here, Strawn's. I could go on. But what's really striking is there hasn't been a lot of, of fresh stuff, or I, I would say enough fresh stuff. But there's demand for it. There's, uh, you know, people here work hard. They've got money to spend. Um, cost of living is pretty low. People love to eat, um, but there hasn't been a lot of real innovation. Um, I mean, I get that's that's kind of casting a wide net. I mean, there's there's Zuzel, There's there are new restaurateurs. There's new stuff coming coming here and there. But um, from an overall perspective in the food industry. It's been a pretty static twenty years since I left. I mean, compared to most, most other cities you would visit. There's huge turnover and huge innovation in that business. You know, five years for a restaurant's a pretty good run. So, um, that gave us a lot of motivation to to try different stuff and to um, you know, to give it a go because I really felt like the demand was there. I don't are you familiar with crumble cookie?
0: Yes. I haven't, well, I've seen them, I haven't had one, I have had drip, and yeah. I can tell everyone out there, if you haven't had one, get one as soon as you can, because it's life-changing. I love it. But
1: yeah. The, I think Crumble's a great example, too. They've got, you know, they people will line up for a product. And just able, being able to see that, it's not the consumer's fault, it's, it's the, uh, no one's taking a chance in giving them something to buy, something to get excited about, and that's what we wanted to do: is, is give people something to get excited about, something to be proud of, something to bring your friends when they come to town or, or your family when they come to town for holidays. We have a lot of people do that. You got to try this. Come on, you know it's Thanksgiving and and Christmas. Um, we uh, we get huge orders. We did special orders, and you know people want their family to, to try this product when they're in town. This is a new thing. Tree fort. So that, you know, there hasn't been a lot change, a lot of change in that. Um, I'm trying to think what I, what I thought changed the most. Maybe the lack of change was why I felt so comfortable. I mean, I, like, I don't need navigation to get anywhere here. You know, you just, you're like, you grow up, I would take a left on firm, I don't know, you know, it's hasn't been a ton of new I mean there's some new housing out south of town or whatever but it's still the same city it was 20 years ago um, you know.
0: and, and the lack of what do you what do you attribute that lack of innovation to is it a lack of is it is it a lack of courage is the lack of encouragement what it's w- a good question
1: I think there is a certain I mean I think it's pretty easy to live here you don't really have to take a lot of risk and maybe that, that leads to a, a certain amount of no need to, of unwillingness to take risk or complacency or, uh, conformity is maybe a little harsh, but I don't know. If you don't need to take a chance, then why would you? I mean, cost of living is low, housing is cheap. Um, I'm sure that sounds ridiculous in this inflationary period, someone living here, but Comparatively speaking, this is not an expensive place to live. Um, you know, I guess that's it. And I, I know that a lot of people I went to school with and young people, the the more ambitious, innovative set, you know, tries to give it a go in, you know, a bigger market. Or, you know, you lose a lot of the... the um, The more ambitious young people um because i was certainly ready to to light out for the territories when i graduated lsu um but then you get into the real the real uh fray of of the big city the big life and uh that's its own can of worms you know that's that's his own issues so i don't I, you know maybe that's what's attractive about shreveport is that you can just be, you know, you can live well here without really having to take huge risks, and maybe that's part of the appeal. But from a business perspective, that was a really exciting reason to move back. Really exciting, I mean, honestly, drip in San Francisco would not be an an exciting product. I mean, it would be, but I'm not sure we would have 50 people lining up, you know what I mean? So being able to innovate or do something just a little different in a place that doesn't have a lot of that, I think, is is um, super attractive for us moving here. Anyway,
0: I'm gonna go off for a second. This may not make sense, but I'm thinking about it anyway. As you're talking, you know, like a lot of people, I think, like in the arts or even in business, need like someone alongside them that's doing similar things to either serve as competition or to kind of keep raising the bar right. to give you something to kind of chase or to keep you inspired or keep you motivated. Like, it doesn't sound like you necessarily need that or have that. Um, or am, am I looking at that incorrectly no, or what lot
1: true, but I think social media and internet also help create your, your own bar. I mean, a donut shop in New York... 30 years ago would be totally irrelevant to you but when you're able to see what they're doing on a daily basis it inspires you and it gets you it gets us more creative and and excited about trying new products that we would never have thought to do you know so we are working alongside innovators we're just working alongside them from a distance Um, and and seeing all these Incredible things that bakers are doing nationally um, is how we're able to to help you know create and and do new things and try new things, um, and it's just a it's a net positive for everyone involved. It's a net positive for our customers, um, for us in the kitchen. You know, getting excited about new things. Um, so that has made the world smaller in a lot of ways. and and they may not be direct competition, but they're more like inspiration. You know, they're, they're donut influencers. You know, who you know give us great ideas and, and help us create new stuff.
0: That makes perfect sense. I didn't even think about that from a global or just right. a, a, a more um, macro um, perspective. Does. Okay, so um, my next question is: It, it seems that. Drip has been a great success. Um for people out there listening to this who aspire to start their own business in town, what advice or suggestions can you provide?
1: I think I could only really provide advice for the food industry. I mean, not that I really have much experience in it. Only a couple of years really that um, that would be to focus on one product or a really small segment um, and take something that people love, that you know people like put your own spin on it just, just enough where it's, it has to be accessible it can't be so wild that it scares people off, and we we ran into that with the donuts. You, you know, a lot of people are like, "Where are the glazed?" You know, you have got to you've got to have that connection to what people like and, and is familiar, and it has to be just enough different. Well, they'll take the chance and give it a try, or it, ha- it can have some tie-in to something they already like, like we have a praline donut, and who doesn't like pecans? I mean, every pretty much everyone. So they'll see this and. It looks a little wild, and I don't know, it's $4, but I like pralines and I like donuts, I'm going to do it. So I think giving a connection to a product people already like, taking something that you know is successful, and just a tiny bit of, uh, of innovation added to it, and the marketing, I guess is is the diff the difference um with drip we had something just a little different too we had the van donuts out of a truck you know it's odd it's different uh but it's not so different that scares people off you know everybody will stand in line and give it a shot you know it's not that weird um but that was all organic i think we just kind of lucked into that um it's the getting started that's difficult because you need the capital but we were really fortunate with Cohab to be able to start small enough where if it had failed and we'd fallen on our face, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Um, you know, you just get up, try something else, go again. Uh, but having Cohab, having a being able to start cheap and try stuff, I think that's really important. Um, there are a couple. There, are MS Kick has a big commissary kitchen cohab there's another one on jordan street Um, i would say that's really helpful it also gives you mentors in the business or you can see people you're working with who are successful you can you know integrate things from their business that works for you ask questions they can give you advice like even tasting i have like five or six people in the kitchen that we work in you can give them donuts see what they think and they'll tell you really clearly you know this is garbage or not um, so getting that feedback from people in the industry is important um, you know I, I think we're still so small I can't give a lot of advice yet um, and I honestly a lot of it was dumb luck anyway so I would hesitate to recommend that anybody do what we did I'm not even sure how well it would translate into something else but um, start small Ask questions, get advice, choose a product that people have proven to like. You know, I wouldn't start making you know, Ube Mochi Donuts and, and expect a uptake. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess that's I guess that's as far as we've gotten in the process so far. But ask me in a couple of years, I may I may have some additional. Uh, I've learned some, learned some things through Hard Knocks, too, and I, I might have some other hints that
0: definitely... And what about people that are just, like, on the precipice, on the edge of kind of taking the leap uh, for an entrepreneurial endeavor? Right. Like, what do you say to them? Like, how do you know when it's the right time? Like, Because a lot of things like this, I mean, if you want to know everything, I mean, you can spend the rest of your life, like, taking the time right. to pick... Pick the right moment, pick the right time, and in like 40 years later, you're still gathering knowledge, it's and have so never. Interesting,
1: you say that. I mean, we've. I got a call from a lady a couple of weeks ago. She was going to invest seventy thousand dollars in this venture, uh, and she had done so much research. I'm talking reams of market research, and the idea wasn't great objectively. I was like, I'm not sure how this is going to work but she had done so much stuff and talked herself into it and she was a a really high, she's a a nurse um, making a lot of money and I'm thinking like, you know, you can do all the research in the world, but you you gotta make sure that you're gonna make a living here. You know, um, I think it's gotta be a gut thing and you've gotta have cash flow. I think you need to know from out of the gate that you're gonna be selling stuff, especially anything related to the food industry. You can't hope that it's gonna get better over time, never. It's gonna go boom at first, then it's gonna plateau. You have to hope that it plateaus at a high enough level where you're able to make a living. You can't just like, um, I, it, it, it's interesting. I think making a huge investment right up front after doing a lot of research is really scary. I think the prudent way is to try to ease into it in a more organic way, that's what we did. Like, if I had gotten a storefront and started making donuts on Uri Drive, paying $8,000 a month of rent, I, we'd probably be dead. I mean, you, you, I, would have not, I would have made so many mistakes and driven away so many customers right off the bat. I don't know if we could have bounced back from it, you know, but being in the truck and doing dumb stuff and, you know, Flop, falling on our face a bunch, and, and being able to do that, fail small, was really helpful for us. But that that analysis thing you were talking about was really interesting because I never had that problem. In fact, I had kind of the reverse problem in my life. I, I kind of leapt and then looked after on the way down, <laughs> um, which has its own you know pros and cons. Um, I kind of just made it work wherever I ended up and just did some really dumb stuff in my life, but it still happened, Um, but I do see, I mean, I have other people around me that would rather watch YouTube videos than actually do anything, you know, than actually try this business venture or whatever, which I never did. I mean, yeah, I watched a few YouTube videos about stuff, but I was kind of the, I had the opposite problem. So I don't know, somewhere in in between is probably the right way to do it. Don't research too much, but I would research more than we did, definitely. Um, We just kind of got lucky with... The donut thing. I literally drove to Dallas and just bought whatever the guy had on the floor in his his donut supply shop. I didn't even do any equipment research. Um, But yeah, there's got to be a middle ground in there somewhere. (laughs) It definitely would help your marriage if you don't just show up with a bunch of donut equipment. (laughs) Yeah, but fortunately we sold some stuff because that would have been bad. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean though
0: all right well I'm, I'm down to my my final question with you um so um your wife michelle is canadian right um you guys have lived in other cities um so my question is from from your perspective what can shreveport bozier do to become one of the next great small cities
1: I guess I don't have a lot of experience in the administrative level of the city yet, but the community here is amazing. It's, uh, it's a little hard to break into if you're not from here, I would think. Um, me being born here and not having to really learn the culture, I just knew it automatically. I mean, you just instinctively get it. But I'm not sure it's doing anything wrong. I think it's it's got a lot going for it. It's uh, the small business community is incredibly supportive. I mean we've had direct competition give us helpful advice, you know, and on equipment, on you know, product and you know that's been incredible to, to be able to plug into that and to have that resource and there's not really a cutthroat element here at all. It's we all live together and you're going to see that person at brookshire's the next day you know so <laughs> you can't go too far off, right. off course and even people that you 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 know get into it a little bit with you patch it up a week later because you got to you know you're working right next to them so that small town feel is is really cool um we've got a lot going for us i mean as a cus- our customer base Barksdale is huge. You know, you get people from all over the country that have all these different backgrounds, and they're not set in their ways of what they eat and what they do and how they spend their money, and they love to try new things. So the airmen have been incredible for us. Um, LSU Med School, incredible for us. Those those guys just like to try new things, and they'll go out of their way to find you. And, um, you know, we've got I-20 corridor, I-49 corridor. Being close to Dallas has been great. Not far from New Orleans, um, it's got a lot going for it. I don't. I'm not really sure why it hasn't changed a lot in 20 years. I haven't put my finger on that yet. I don't know. Um, especially when you look at other cities in the South like Birmingham, Nashville, Dallas. I mean, those are slightly bigger markets, but they've grown like times four, times five in the last you know 20 years. And um, and Shreveport's just kind of treading water, but you know, I'm not sure if it's a systemic thing or if it's just, uh, I'm not sure what it is, but I definitely think there's great, great potential here. Um, And I really hope that people start to see it. Downtown's really coming back in a big way. I mean, absolutely beautiful old buildings, um, super clean, just a really, that's where we, we rented there while we were waiting for our house to close. So we, um, we really enjoyed downtown. Um, I, you know, I, I can't really say why, why things haven't really taken off here, but um, I think that there's great potential. And the fact that it hasn't taken off is really attractive from a business point of view, honestly. I mean, there are so many amazing things I want to do here and Unfortunately, I'm just one person, you know, but hopefully, you know, other young entrepreneurs will, will start taking a chance and, and uh, seeing what, what great potential Street Bojure has and we'll invest some time and money and, uh, and take a chance on it. I think it's, I think the future is positive here, definitely.
0: Well, thank you. Thanks for being here. Tell folks out there, just do a little um, guidance and direction in terms of where they can find you, the best way to... Keep tabs on drip, um, sure, uh, and all of that.
1: So we post on our um, on our website, Drip Donuts Two Ps. We post our schedule every week, and on our Facebook and on our Instagram, we post our schedule where we're going to be. Uh, we're really diligent about showing up. That's kind of one of the one of the big issues with food trucks is there's a lot of moving parts and things break a lot, and a lot of reasons you can't get there some days, but we make it a point to show up. And maybe one out of 20 or one out of 30, we, something happens. But if we say we're gonna be there, we're gonna be there. Um,
0: What's the best way to contact you, is the best way to... to, to That's trickier. Okay.
1: Uh, Facebook Messenger, okay. we're pretty good about it. Um, sometimes on weekends it just gets overwhelming. I can't, I can't even look, i like 40 messages Yeah. But um, we don't really do special orders unless it's a, a big catering event. Uh, But we're working on that functionality. So Facebook Messenger is great, Uh, Instagram Messenger. um, We try our best to respond. And if you've got an event or you've got a neighborhood you want us to come out to, just let me know. We'd love to do it.
0: Well, for you guys out there, like I said, um, a total game changer. If you hadn't had a drip donut, uh, get one ASAP. And Caleb, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Thank you. Thank you.